That's the podcast coach for January 25th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music. That means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. And uh, if you'd like to join in on the conversation, simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And speaking of join, if you want to join in, just come over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and you will be right here in the video because I'm not being joined by Jim Collison this morning. Uh, Jim is out on assignment. He will be back next week. But uh, joining me this week will be none other than you know it, you love it. There we go. They've been kicked off every major and minor market in radio. Now they've come to conquer podcasting. Keep your arms and hands inside the ride. It's time for the Binky and the Whiz Show. That's right, everybody. Joining me is the one and only from the Binky and the Whiz Show, Binky. Binky, welcome to the show. Hey, everybody, what's going on, man? This is cool. I'm a podcast coach. Yeah. Yeah, man, you got a lot of cool buttons over there. Well, I got like Glenn the Geek. That's kind of fun. Um, don't be boring. Oh, that's cool, man. And I got an air horn. I like that one, man. That's cool. I, I have buttons too. Oh, dude, seriously? Like we're going to go fart jokes at 1032 in the morning. Check it out, man. Yeah, that's it gets kind of old. Anyway, if you have a podcast uh, question, I would love to uh, help you out. Or again, you can come over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. I got another one, man. Seriously? Come on. What's great is, you know how, like, when DJs, they have to go pee, man, and you, you, uh, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta drop a, you know, you gotta drop a big one, man. Like, they'll play, like, Freebird or something. This is the Freebird in my world, man. Check this out. Seriously? Like, I, I, no, we're not doing this. There's no way. Is that guy still farting? Yeah, man, check it out. <laughs> Dude, that's like, that's like the longest. Where did you get this? Like, what? No, it's like, oh, it's an old clip, man. This is a classic. This is yeah. like Stairway to Heaven of farts, oh, man. Oh, it's great. Wow. It, it's actually Howard Stern, man, but it's, oh. it's like, wow. He's still he's farting. That can't. Dude, we're here to answer. Wow, 30 seconds. Okay. Is that enough? Okay. Yeah, that's cool, man. Binky, we are here to answer podcast questions. Come on. So we are here. We have lovely people in the uh in the chat room that are simply laughing for some reason, uh, which is kind of interesting. I love to laugh, man. <laughs> Let's have a party. Binky, you're so crazy. Oh, I didn't know Miss Fatima was here. Anyway, here's some uh, let's do this. We have some uh, questions here we can go over. There's a uh, two niche uh, podcast website, college daughter. Oh, dude, let's do the college daughter. All right, we'll do the college daughter. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. Hold on. I got to bring it up here. That's a cool button, man, with the music. All right, here we go. This is from uh, Blake Thompson. She says, uh, I need uh, gear advice. Oh, thank God. Somebody's coming in. Grant, how are you, my friend? Hello, Dave. Where I've lost you. There we are. I'm still there here. We are. How are you, Dave? Good, man. What can I help you with? Um, I've got two questions, but I just want to say it's so good to see you. I'm glad I didn't die because I really missed uh, miss checking you guys out. Yeah, so. Jim is Jim is out on assignment. We've got uh, Binky from Binky and the Wiz today, but uh, I'd be happy to answer your question. Okay, well, um, first one is, have you heard about Glow FM? I did. I actually just, um, I did an episode last week on the School of Podcasting. If you go to, I believe it's schoolofpodcasting.com slash 706. And uh, I interviewed, I guess, the CEO slash creator. But uh, continue on. Oh, I just wanted to um, uh, know what you you thought, really. What I thought? Here's what's interesting. I did that episode and I heard about glow.fm from 
uh, oh man, I forget her name. Amanda, not Amanda. It's um, the newsworthy where I can see her face as, as well. But anyway, because she had a, a thing that I heard her on Harry Duran's podcast, Junkie. So I was like, okay. And I kind of did some research on her and sounded like a great service. And it is a great service. But <laughs> especially now that my audience has really kicked the tires on that thing. I was really humbled because I just put a thing out in the episode. I said, hey, let's let's kick the tires on this thing. I said, uh, if you would, you know, if I've ever given you any value, can you do me a favor and just go to, you know, schoolofpodcasting.com slash glow. And uh, people did. And I found out that if you're blind, it's horrible. Uh, I found out by default, it was set to go to monthly. And some people, like, I didn't ask people to join a monthly thing. I just wanted you to go over and, like, throw me two bucks or something like that. And so there was a lot of, uh, um, not a lot, because I don't know how why well, I'd have to go in and look. But we had probably five people have a problem with it. Now, the good news is, that's the bad news. So that's definitely a, the good news is, is like the um, the one I had one person that could not choose anything but yearly, like that was it, and they're like, no thanks, Dave. Uh, and so I emailed um, Amira. I said, hey, I'm we're having issues, and they fixed them like that. So I give them on one hand, I was kind of like, ah, eh. and they they had I don't know if they'd forgotten about sight impaired people or what, but in the meantime. <laughs> So I would say they're okay. I like the fact that they don't take any fees. You're just going to pay your processing fees and that's it. In the meantime, somebody said, do you know about buy me a coffee? And I went over and looked, buy me a coffee. In fact, let me uh, bring this up. Yeah, you've got that on on your site. Yeah, I just, I just, and what it does is that you can actually put a, uh, let me share my screen here. So for anybody listening to the audio, it's uh, a, a website that's their whole key is it's super simple. So you just kind of come in here and it's very much the same. You can make uh, a membership site. You can see who your supporters are, which I don't have any right now. And if I go to my page, so I made a little page that said, here's Dave Jackson and here's why I like podcasting. And you can come in here and edit it and in that whole nine yards. And they take 5% of the thing. They said, if somebody gives you 50 bucks, you make 4750. And then you can set somewhere in here, how much a cup of coffee is. So right now I have it set to be five bucks. I could make it, I think $3 or something like that. It's uh, what's interesting is they have a thing. Is it at the bottom here where, uh, yeah. How is this different than Patreon? Cause a lot of people are jumping on Patreon as I do, but you can see here, um, you know, they both have monthly support, um, but buy me a coffee as one time tipping. You can't really, I guess technically you could do that with Patreon, but you'd have to kind of uh, join and then unjoin real quick with uh Patreon. You have to have a Patreon account with buy me a coffee. It's a one click payment. They accept uh, credit cards, PayPal, Apple pay and Google pay. I didn't know there was such such thing as Google pay. I don't know about you, but I don't think it's over here yet. Yeah. And I also am not sure how much I want Google in my wallet. You know what I mean? I'm just like, mm. um, it is that now they say this is supported, you know, GDP, oh, yeah. Euro and things like that. So it's a little more. And I had one person with glow.fm said, Hey Dave, I'm in Sweden. I'm trying to use this and I can't, but when I go into glow.fm, I can see where I got his donation. So it, apparently it does work. It may not be the easiest thing, or maybe they fixed that. The payout is instant, so if I want to, you know, cash out, I can do that. They do have analytics, so I can see how many people have seen my page. Um, I can offer exclusive content, which, of course, Patreon can do. And with Patreon, you get a payout at the beginning of the month. But they their fees, 5% for all features. Patreon is, I usually tell people, 8% by the time you get done with all the fees. Um, and then they do have a live chat 24-7, because last night at 1245 when I was playing with this thing, there was somebody on the chat. So it's it's one of those things where I'll be interested to see where all this goes because, uh, you know, the people have said, well, wow, Patreon's paying out millions of dollars. Apparently there's a need for this. And last night they have a thing in the control panel that says add a widget to your website. So I thought they were talking about like putting a, you know, something in the sidebar 
And what it is, I put that code on my website. And now when you go to ask the podcast coach, there's a little picture of a coffee cup in the bottom right hand corner. When you click on it, you can now buy me a cup of coffee. So it's, it's definitely yeah, pretty cool. It's really easy. It's so it's a little different than at least at this point and realize I've spent maybe 20 minutes with it. I didn't dig in a, a whole bunch. So uh, with Patreon, you know, you can have different levels here. You can have different levels of contributors, but I'm not sure, you know, they, they, they all have their pros and, and cons. So uh, let's what, see here. What Go I ahead. like about, about um, glow is that it's just for podcasters. So you don't get lost amongst the famous movie directors and, and, yeah. and the sculptors and whatnot. Well, and, I, I think, I well, I think it was, it's designed for podcasters, but I think it could be used like a blogger could use it if they wanted to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But that my, my, it's not a problem, but just I, I was disappointed with, with Glow because I, I wanted to look at uh, private, uh, having private content like. Um, oh, you can. But, but you. It, it, it requires you to pay for a media host. Exactly, and 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 the preferred media hosts for most um, quality podcasters uh, yeah. are not recommended or supported or integrated with uh, with Glow because they don't uh, at the lower tiers don't offer uh, the private fee. Well, well, they do. Like if I used Libsyn, you could just go in and delete all the destinations, so you could have a feed. And then the the thing you'd have to do, and I'm pretty sure there's an option in Google. Like, I think you can put a code into your feed that says, Hey, Google don't index this. Okay. You know, uh, Google is, is, was going to find it for you. Um, although at times that's a bit challenging. That's another whole other thing. So you could do that. I know um, I, I would think with any media host, there's got to be a way, like if you don't publish it, you know, it's not going to go anywhere. So. Um, well, that, but- that's probably a, a question to throw at um, Rob number one. So yeah. How how to uh, how to make sure it's less discoverable than than otherwise? Yeah, because I, so, I uh, there's got to be a no index option because there's there's always a thing in Libsyn. There's always like an advanced tab that ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time you're never going to do anything with, and that might be the one thing where you go in and say put in a like don't robot text this, don't do this, like, please make this private. We do have a private podcast uh, feed, but it's geared more towards uh, companies. Yeah. And and, and, that, and that's and a little mega more. Size. Well, yeah, and you can go in and, uh, you know, see how far, you know, you can see that, that Ernie hasn't listened to last month's, you know, sales call or whatever and things like that. So it's geared a little more towards people that want to do an internal podcast for their company. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that that's good to know. I was trying to find a workaround so that I could use Libsyn. Um, so that look that looks good. The other the other thing that uh, I was unclear about, but I've worked it out. I think with Glow was how they um, they charge fifty five cents US uh, per listen. Yeah, if you look listener. At, yeah, if you look at my show notes, I did the math. Glow doesn't beat Patreon until your patron donates more than $13. And I thought that was really interesting because it's even with, even with Patreon's 5%, if you go, cause that's the problem. If it's, if somebody gives you five bucks, 55 cents is 10%. So then you throw on top of that, then the, the processing fees and all of a sudden you go, wow, that's actually a chunk of change. But once you get above 13, that 55 cents is now a smaller percentage, even with the 3% for the uh, fees. So that's one of the things if you're, if you're asking people to donate five, three, whatever, it's like, no, you you're looking for 15, 20% on glow. If you want it to be a better choice than Patreon. Did you work out how they determine what a listener is? A listener would be because what that's geared for that 55 cents is for private for a user. 
So it would be, I, I, unfortunately, I can't show you my, the back end of my glow because now I have stuff in it. I don't want to show everybody's email address, yeah. but I can see that I think I had 17 people uh, contribute, which was humbling. But if I had private content, I could see, and every person, what you do is you put in your, your private RSS feed and then somehow glow automatically makes a feed based on that feed for the individual. So that way everybody gets their own feed. And that way, if they quit, now their feed doesn't work and they don't have access to your stuff. But what I couldn't get, uh, I emailed them and asked this, and I have, I've just had crickets to this question. Oh, that's interesting. If, if, if somebody is uh, listening to the private feed mm-hmm. um, and uh, not using their, it has to be through their app, I think, that they, that they create, they create a, a what looks like an app. No, that's the thing that I I can't because I didn't use that feature. From what I understand, it will work with most major apps. So you'll have Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify. And you, I hope. Because- um, I don't know because see the Spotify thing is weird because um you don't really subscribe in Spotify. You follow, and it's it's a little different let me see here if i can find well that uh, all their information says that you can do it with spotify and amira said said you could excuse me when um she was talking to harry yeah um, but i i couldn't see how clearly it works like from a yeah yeah, that would be the weird thing, because with an RSS feed, you can make an RSS feed and kind of force feed it into most apps, because um, you can, even in Apple, you can manually subscribe to a podcast. And so that makes sense in most apps, but that's where I'm like, I'm not that familiar with the back end of how Spotify works. This is where it works across most popular podcast apps. So somehow, when you if you're doing the private gizmo, the, they make this custom app for you. And then they say, which app are you using? And so I'm assuming they're going to show you these seven. I noticed Spotify isn't on here. I'm assuming, but, and then it, it basically subscribes you to this feed in your favorite app. And that's the thing that I was like, well, that's kind of cool. Cause with Patreon, like with, with me, I, uh, you know, I just upload, which a, if you're doing a podcast with Patreon, you can upload the audio right to Patreon. They are, they will act like your media host. Now you're not going to get any stats, but you're not paying for another media host. But now you're at the thing where either a people are listening in the podcast in the Patreon app, or if they're nerdy enough, they can copy the custom RSS feed that they get and manually subscribe. So now we're back to 2006 manually subscribing to podcasts, which, you know, depending on your audience, that might be a like, you know, so that may, Hmm. that may not work. Yeah, I'm going to play around with it more. So if it if it works out really terrific, I'll uh, I'll let you know. Um, <clears throat> now, before I ask my next or the fi- final question, do you no. remember? Do you remember ages ago I did an interview with you and it had ne- not until now seen the light of day. We talked about your early days when you nearly got uh, uh, nearly got retrenched from the uh, from the computer. Sub- computer support company and talked about musicians cooler and uh, oh yeah and uh, and it was it, it's a long time ago it was it it was pre the the deceasing of bernie he yeah. he, he uh he uh, interrupted the the interview of and, course and, he did yeah and and we talked for about three hours and it never saw the light of day and i thought um i thought i better tell you why and that it okay. is going to see the see the light of day. Well, not long after I spoke to you, I got um, I got pretty sick. And, well, that's not um, good. No, I was I I I was nearly dead. Oh. One of the best one of the best things that can ever happen to you is um, is is to be told that uh, when you, when you go into surgery, you're only at best a fifty percent chance to wake up. So that was <laughs> pretty happy so, when you wake up. Yeah, well, there's a bit of a story about that. Got a good, got a good couple of podcast episodes out of it. Um, but yeah, but it's now coming along. It was a three-hour job to um, 
that we did. I don't know if you don't know if you remember, and uh, and of course I lost. I, I I did your trick. I forgot to hit record on the first first bit of our discussion, which was all about your musical tastes and your wow. band days. So um, yeah. Well, there you so, go. Well, well, let me yeah, know if so, it ever yeah. goes live. I'll be happy to. I will. Uh, it's, it. um, I'm just waiting for Apple to uh, approve the podcast, and then it uh, and then it's Here going go. up. Music licensing in podcast, Dave. There's a podcast now, question now. Yeah. Before you before you say don't do it, can't do it because that's uh, everyone's, yeah. <laughs> everyone's stock answer. But yeah. um, Todd and and Rob too yeah. had have mentioned it on and off that, that Todd alluded that he. Yeah, knew that some there was some uh, now the, potential thing going to happen. I just wondered if you'd heard anything about that. Yeah, Doug at Podcast Music is fighting the fight. He is trying to get people to you know come up with a license or things like that. I always tell him when I can play ACDC, that's when I'm going to get excited. And Doug goes, "What is it with you and ACDC?" Because Todd says the same thing. And so they'd be like, "Hey, we can play good old Karen," you know. What's a Kelsey? And you're like, I've never heard of Karen. And they're like, yeah, but you can play her music. And I remember once, I think he said there was James Taylor. I'm like, okay, I like James Taylor, but when I can play ACDC, I will be excited, you know? And so, because the other problem is it's, that's a global thing. So you might get a couple American companies to buy into it. But now when I play it, I'm not just playing my podcast in America. I'm playing it globally. So now I've got to make sure that I can't get sued in Europe. It's going to be a while. I think till it gets fixed. I wish it, I, I, I miss the days. Um, in the early days of podcasting, there was a resource called the pod safe music network and musicians could upload their stuff. And all you had to say was this music is courtesy of the pod safe music network and you could play it. And it was the best because you had all, now there was a lot of garbage in there. There's a lot of people on their Casio keyboards and they're, ah, I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> but there were those gems that were like, man, this is really good. So you had people that loved music, loved blues, loved, you know, jazz, loved rap, whatever it was, and spotlighting people who had no chance of ever being on the radio. I, I would that, love to have that come back. Now, that just reminded me of uh, something else that I forgot to put on my on my list. We we all had to change our websites and put in the GDPR compliance. Yeah. What is the effect, do you think, of the Californian legislation? Do do we all have to do that as well? I, I think if you're following, they're all, first of all, I don't know either one. I just know I can't store cookies, and it sounds like CCPA is the same thing. Um, and I think if you're covered with one, you're kind of covered with the other. But to be honest with you, I, I know this much about, I haven't looked into CCPA yet. I just heard everybody go, it's kind of like GDPR, except for California. And so it's um, I think if you're if you're good with GDPR, you're you're probably pretty good with CDPA or whatever it is. And as yeah. always, consult your your lawyer if for, for a, an official legal opinion on that. I wish we had an Australian uh, Gordon Fimer. That's it. Yeah, we need one of him. Yeah. So. All right, Dave. Well, uh, thanks. Hello. Say hi to Jim. You know, yes. Happy, happy oh. Australia Day. He'll be back. Uh, he'll be back next week. So, and, uh, cool, uh, and and for the record, I'm I'm glad you're not dead. I'm pretty glad too. It's the yeah. best thing. It's the best thing waking up when you when you've. I bet you, you, you know when you you count back. Yeah. Uh, from ten, and and your last thought is, well, I hope this isn't it. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, but yeah, it's cool. So yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Grant. Keep up the good work. Yeah. You too. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Yeah, man, I had a time with tequila. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to wake up either, man. I woke up, and then I was really upset that I was waking up because, man, I had a serious hangover, man. All right, Binky, easy. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we got a question from the chat room. How important is it to keep your podcast episodes release date on the same day of the week? Well, here's a good answer to that one. Now, on one hand, part of me goes, if you can be consistent, if you can, it's great because like um, I have a friend of mine, Monica, does the you want to do what podcast? 
and she was every Wednesday for like a year and a half. And then she did a bunch of traveling and it was weird. The first Wednesday I woke up cause I was, I have a, a playlist in overcast called friends and I went to it and I was like, Oh, there's no Mo. Where's, where's Mo this week. Now, on the other hand, now I'm not your typical podcast listener, but I have a ton of podcasts here to listen to. He said, scrolling through overcast on his screen. I mean, I have tons. I, if I look at my actual app, it says I have 299 episodes because I've been listening to audiobooks. I'm behind. I don't care. So for, for those episodes, it doesn't matter what day it came out because I'm listening to it months later. So it, it seems to be more of an issue for people that are listening now that are up to date with your stuff. So uh, that's, that's the thing to keep in mind. Let me scroll through here. Um, yeah, Daniel says in Russia, you are in Google's wallets. Actually, no, that's everywhere. Yeah. I, I mentioned earlier that there's a Google pay. Uh, we also have some comments on, uh, glow it says in glow. I don't like the no PayPal option. Yeah. And actually, if you go to, let's see if I have this set up support the show.com survey says support the show.com takes you to what if you go to support the show.com you'll see i have that now set up to go right to a paypal donate link um, and i can donate with paypal or i can donate with a debt or uh, a credit card so a debit card or a credit card so that may be and then you just pay your you know three percent plus 29 cents blah 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 fee kind of thing so uh yeah and chris says now i want to buy dave some coffee well you you, you well there you go thank you so much my friend and then Daniel says, I don't think Spotify can subscribe directly to podcast feeds. I didn't either. I don't, their app is just, it's because it's not a podcast app. It's a music app that does podcasting. So I'm with Daniel. I, I don't think that's the way that uh, one works. It does sound, Kyle says, uh, with uh, Glenn referring to uh, Rob one and Rob two, it's, it sounds uh, that or, or some sort of weird band. I'm listening to Rob one is great. Uh, so uh, anyway, meanwhile, we have uh, Mr. Uh, BNB, Mr. Mr. Naughty Bits is here. So uh, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, Dave. Glad to see the great callbacks. I'm glad we have legal advice on the show today because I have some questions and I need some strong, strong legal advice. Right. That would be a yeah. OK, fine. I, I can give you legal advice. It's just not any good. No, I want Binky's legal advice. <laughs> Do it, man. Just whatever. You only live once. That's what I say. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, I have three things. Okay. Uh, first one, uh, very small. Just a shout out to the podcasts subreddit on Reddit, obviously. They mm -hmm. reached a million subscribers last week. Holy cow. That's, that deserves one of, uh, I got rid of my applause button. That's not it either. I don't know where my applause button is. There it is. So a million. That's a whole lot of people, my friend. They hit so. that a little over two days ago. So nice. they've been doing some hard work. Uh, that's the uh, subreddit for podcast listeners and uh, creators uh, all mixed together. Really great, great uh, place. Lots of great people there. And uh, congratulations to them. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Yeah. So. Uh, on to point number two, yes. uh, also involving the word, word million. Okay. Uh, did you hear about the podcast that's in the middle of a $50 million uh, slander lawsuit? I have not heard about that. Well, it's 2020, so we all know what that's going to be about. Right. Um, pres uh, former presidential candidate, Secretary of State, and uh, New York Senator Hillary Clinton was on a podcast a few months ago uh, run by David Plo, the um, campaign director for the Obama campaign, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Campaign HQ podcast, hmm. where she uh, strongly implied several presidential campaign uh, our campaigns were being headed by people in the pocket of Russia. Interesting. They specifically name, uh, named one person from the 2012, uh, 2016 right. uh, campaigns, but also strongly implied 
and was later confirmed the day after by one of her staff members, Tulsi Gabbard, a current Democratic uh, uh, person running for president, was in fact in the pocket of Russian interests because of all those Russian bots and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's fun. That's always fun. And there's currently, as of last week, a $50 million defamation lawsuit. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Well, if anybody's got $50 million, it would be Hillary Clinton. So It's enough money to catch their attention, I think. Yeah, at least, I think. So, you know, that's one of those things that's interesting. If she can prove it, you know, that's the thing now. You can't just say the stuff. You have to prove it. So in right. that aspect, I'm kind of happy about it because I don't think you should be able to just say whatever you want. But on the public, other hand, if you, right. Public fig- figures have a very high threshold. Right. Uh, I believe the staffer said if the nesting dolls uh, don't lie or something to that effect, clearly implying uh, yeah. when the press came back at it. But I, I don't care about the politics of it. Um, I want to talk about the idea that a podcast is in the middle of a $50 million lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. This, this is why you should have an LLC. If you're going to do a podcast, and a maybe because that way they could sue. Well, I guess they could turn around and sue you personally too, if they wanted to. I don't know that that's really going to stop somebody from suing you personally. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, here you are taking random guests and there's nobody more random than me. Right. And so I could say something. I'm really tempted to say something. Gee, well, I, I could, yeah. and then I could simply say the the words and opinions of Mister Naughty Bits are are not uh, necessarily reflective of the host of Ask the Podcast Coach, the School of Podcasting, or the Power of Podcasting Network. So, what protections do you see a general purpose hobby pop podcaster being able to implement? keep themselves out of these sorts of problems. Uh, I know when I do the logical weight loss, the first thing I say is I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. I'm just a person in the basement uh, like you trying to lose weight. And in theory, if somebody does something and they break a hip, I can say, I told you at the beginning of the show, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a trainer. I might want to throw in there and the information on the show is for entertainment purposes only. You know, if you wanted to, uh, that's a good, that's a good question for uh, Mr. Firemark. Like, how do you, how do you set up your show so that, you know, it, so that you don't leave yourself open. Cause I mean, have uh, on one hand it's opinion and we're all entitled to an opinion unless you're telling a lie about somebody. Uh, and that's where I know when I got into my little thing, I almost got sued once by uh, Audello because I said, these guys are crooks and that you, nobody should do business with them. And they were like, Nope, can't say that. And I'm like, okay, but I could have said, Hey, when I used their program, it said, if I don't buy tonight, the price is going up. And when I went there 36 hours later, the price hadn't gone up. And I took that to, to say that they lied. I can talk about my experience and it's not slander because that's what happened to me. Uh, but I can't say these guys are crooks. You shouldn't do business with them because I, that's, that's, that's where they said we have like, we, we, at the, at the flip of a switch, we have lawyers waiting to sue you. Would you like to take that back? And I went, Oh, okay. So that's when I asked, uh, I think it was Gordon. He said, yeah, you can talk about your experience, but you can't just, you know, because that's yours. That's the truth. You know, now the fun part is how do you then prove the truth? Like, how do they say, you know, if, unless I had screenshots from 36 hours later, you know, that's why when I was, um, oh, I forget the name of the podcast, Padello, something like that. And they asked me for their opinion. And I told the guy, I said, I work for Libsyn. I go, I'll be happy to kick the tires on your service, but I work for Libsyn. And if I don't like your service, I'm going to say so. But I will also say if I like it. So I told him, I said, this is what I like. This is, and I took screenshots. And the, the problem was that, oh, I forget the name of the company, but when you search for their company, mine was the one that came <laughs> up. And so he came again and, and threatened to sue me. And I thought about it because I had done exactly that. This, was, this is what happened. Like my favorite was I went to turn in a support ticket and their support ticket didn't work like their support system didn't work. And I took a screenshot of that. I then emailed them and said, Hey, your support system doesn't work. You might want to fix that. They said, Oh, use this one. So I did, if I remember right, that didn't work. So I I had documented with screenshots the whole time. And uh, I told the guy, I said, this is, this is legal. Like what I did is legal. And he said, yeah, but you're, 
he said, some of those have our logo in them and you don't have permission to show the logo. I said, well, I'll take the logo out. And he was serious. He's like, okay, well, if you want to like waste a lot of money in court, we can do that. I'm just saying right now, like, and what it is, is that company had VC money that backed it. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it was the VC people. They're like, we need to get this out because we're trying to raise enough money to get purchased. And so I just took the whole, first I took it down and said, these images were removed because I was threatened legally. And they said, no, that doesn't work either. And I'm like, but it's true. And they're like, nope. So I finally was just like, screw it. So then they said, you're not saying anything negative about any other hosts. And I'm like, okay. So I put in a paragraph about anchor. And I said, there you go. Now what's your thing? So in the end, I took most of the stuff out about them, but it still has negative things about them. But I, I was told that if you talk about your experience and if you document it, but the, the problem is still, even if you've done the right thing, are you willing to, because I've, I've done things and I've been divorced twice. I don't like the legal system at all. And uh, I've been bankrupt. I don't like, I, anytime I can stay out of a courtroom, I do it. So I just, uh, I just went, all right, this isn't worth it. I'm not going to spend a bunch of money to, to prove, you know, that what I did is what I did. And this is what I saw. So I just took, took anything about them pretty much down. Several years ago, there was a television show on Showtime uh, by Penn and Teller, Penn and Teller's BS. Uh, and, yeah. they, and they opened the show by saying, we legally can't say these people are creeps and jerks and stuff, but we can say they're BS and then everybody, everything's fine. Except for the fact that we just told you that we said BS right. and these things, which means it's no longer fine. But if we had done, so you can put dog whistles and uh, coding in, I guess, to get yeah. around that, as long as it's not really explicit or only understood. Uh, that's a hard thing to get past a lawyer, I think, one yeah. way or the other. A lot of the larger podcasts actually get contracts signed, uh, legal agreements and disclosures and uh, disclaimers and all that if you have a guest one. Um, I suppose once you have so much money on the line, it's worthwhile you get a couple billable hours from an attorney to get such things written up, but that doesn't apply to most podcasters out there. Yeah, it's a good question. So I don't really have, you know, things like, well, in my opinion, you know, but that's again, if your opinion is, uh, and, and Kyle is saying slander is more for word. I just saw that comment. Slander is spoken, uh, libels written. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. I, yeah. I learned that in Spider-Man. There you go. <laughs> So it'll be, and I guess the the point is, depending on what you're doing, you know, that's where you, if you're talking negative about somebody, you better have a way to to back it up, I guess. Fair enough. Well, I, I will let you go on this. I think that's gone off on long enough. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, sir. You have a great day. Yeah. Uh, Daniel's talking about the thing I'm talking about. I hate when places use a countdown timer for some deal, but the countdown timer is fake. Yep. Monster Insights does that. Yep. That. uh that's exactly what I was talking about. They had a countdown timer. It counted down and then it was fake. And I, that really, and this is where you learn not to uh, don't write posts and don't do podcasts when you're really angry. Cause that really real, cause I spent the money and I was like, mm, I don't want to miss this deal. I, I don't know if I really should buy this or not, but I don't want to miss this deal. And uh, you know, you end up paying for it. So, you know, I hate when I have to pay for it, man. I've had some bad experiences with that as well. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Easy there, buddy. Okay. Seriously. (laughs) Enough with the fart jokes. Jeez. Uh, You know what we should do? What, man? We're going to thank our, uh, our awesome supporters like a jock support. No, jeez. Is everything about you something to do with a, the groin or a fart joke or jeez, man, it's just crazy. Let me get my screen up here. We want to thank our awesome supporters. I do still have the teacher's pet area. This is if you're uh, looking to start a podcast, it is you can sign up and you get one-on-one consulting at a much discounted rate. So uh, this is all at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. So we want to thank our awesome $20 supporters, people like Greg at debtshepherd.com, which is where he teaches financial wellness. Find him at debtshepherd.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at Horse Radio Network. Dot com, uh, Josh Rivers over at podcastingexperiments.com, Max Trescott at aviationnewstalk.com, Shane at spybrary.com, Carrie at uh, 
the Key West Perspective. Find it at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. Key West was actually on the profit. They went to Key West to kind of see what a touristy town does. And there were actually roosters running down the street. So I've always heard that and had never seen it. But uh, if you've never watched The Profit, it's on CNBC. That is a great show that is how to build a business. And a lot of that pertains to podcasting. Uh, Carl White has Life in the Carolinas podcast. Find that at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com. And Kim Kragy from Toastmasters101.net. So if you want to work on your public speaking and you want to get into Toastmasters, that's a great resource. And uh, I have been thinking additional people here. So we're going to throw uh, a shout out to our $5 donors as well. People like Corey Finneran from IVNV.com in its final season. He has announced he's been doing that for probably a decade. Chris Holofield at IamSaltLake.com. Ed Ryan at Podcasting for Radio Dummies. Eric Hunley at UnstructuredPod.com. Uh, Illiquity at TravelGlutenFree.me. Jason Bryant at Matt Talk Online, Jason at CUATX.com, Jeremy Dennis at TransmissionsPodcast.com, some guy named Jim Collison uh, at TheAverageGuy.tv, Jim Harold at PodLords.com, Joe Salsi High at Stacking Benjamins, uh, Jay Cleveland Payne at MoreBetterMedia.com, Kim at TeachersNeedTeachers.com, uh, Kim Slusher at DistractedLifePodcast.com, Master Cauldron at CauldronsCrypt.com, Matthew at ScottishPodcast.com, Michael Ray, Ross Brand at LivestreamUniverse.com, Rob Griffiths at Bedtime.fm, Troy Heinrichs at TheBlacklistExposed.com, Troy Price at FrontPortStudios.com. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go to AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome, and uh, we'll be sharing your name here in the future. How about host red ads and podcasts? When it isn't obvious, it's an ad. Yeah, that's kind of tricky. And that's where... I've seen people say with Patreon, hey, if we get to a certain amount, we will not have you can get an ad free version of the show. And if you think about it, if you've done your ads right, like I have. You know, the Scarlet 4i4 is a sponsor of the the school of podcasting. Why? Because that fits my show. So if you've done a good job of fitting products and services with your podcast well then the ads really aren't that annoying unless you're doing 50 of them like joe rogan and things like that uh we have a comment here in the chat room dave liked your video this week from uh from email about nothing still don't know what their podcast was about i'm not sure what that means liked your video this week on form email about nothing i don't know what their podcast was about i'm not sure uh what you mean by that um yeah, and then um, Bang says the FCC has laws saying you have to clearly disclose. Yeah, that's the whole thing. When people get into this whole, um, and this is a kind of a, a bag of worms about when people say, should I charge people to be a guest on my show? Does that mean I'm getting paid? No. Uh, to me, you have to disclose that. That's the FCC has to, you know, I, I can't say, hmm, this, you know, whatever, um, what is this? This Aladdin cup keeps my uh, cup so cold and they just paid me 50 bucks to say this and hold it up to the camera. I have to say that, which they didn't. Because uh, if they're getting paid, I'm getting paid, man. And uh, so you have, so if somebody's coming on your show, you have to somehow disclose them that, you you know, this person is on the show because they paid you. Um, and my worry about paying, and, and number one, I don't know that, that many people are doing that. I know John Lee Dumas was, I didn't know if he still is, but that was a good old case of supply and demand. He had everybody knocking on his door saying, Hey, can I be on your show? And he went, Hmm, I want to quit doing a daily show. How can I still make money and do a weekly show? I know I'll charge people to be on my show. Don't do that. Just please, please don't do that. And uh, so for me, my problem is what if you're, I, I see it this way. So now you get an extra money. Let's say you get a car payment. You know, people are paying you hundreds of dollars to be on your show. Great. Well, now you take that money and you, what you used to put for your car payment, you now start buying other little things. And all that, so all of a sudden that extra money is no longer extra. Now you're like, I need a guest this week because I got a car payment coming up. 
eh, I guess I'll let Binky come on the show. Am I getting paid or not, man? No, you're not getting paid. So uh, that that's a problem then. So enough with the fart. Seriously. <laughs> Be quiet, would you? Seriously. Anyway, so that's the whole thing. I, I, I worry about people getting charged to to be on a show to me, they're, they're bringing you content. I mean, I'm interviewing Eric Newsom this, this afternoon. I'm very happy of make noise, a creator's guide to podcasting. And uh, the only way I got paid was I got this book for free, which I then turned around and bought the audio version and the Kindle version, the Kindle version. Cause I like to highlight stuff, which I started to hear in this book. And when I realized I was doing a lot of highlighting, I was like, ah, I got to buy the Kindle version. So, you know, I got paid in a book and then turned around and took the money that I would have spent on the book and uh, got the, got the other one. So the one and only the fabulous Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast. How's it going, buddy? Good morning, Dave. You're talking about uh, FTC disclosures and yeah. I've just recently gone through this. I'm wondering if you have some creative language that you might be thinking too. Like Bain said, you have to disclose everywhere right. now. And that that evokes certain emotions, I think, because it means some people will see that, oh, you get paid right. for referring people, and therefore that means I don't believe you. And that's where I think we need to be a little creative in, in how we say it, not to disguise the fact that we get paid for referring someone to somewhere or an affiliate promo code or something like that. But um, I've been trying to think of something like to say, I earn commissions from qualifying purchases, but I recommend based on quality, not earnings. Yeah, uh, I um, I think it was Paul Culligan used to have a line at the bottom of his website that said, I only recommend things that I would recommend to my mom. It was just a way of kind of politely saying, look, I don't just recommend stuff for, for that. Um, so, yeah, I like what you just said. I, I think it's a way of doing that. And I think some of it, too, for me, anytime I do a review, and you do a good job of this, too. Um, I remember when you um, you did a review of the Mixed Pre, I think it was a three or six or something like that. And you're like, this is so great. This is great. This this is awesome. This is awesome. I wish there was a way to put a marker in it. And I was uh, to me, I'm like, always include something that you wish they would improve or something like that. To me, that just adds credibility because I was, um, I was looking up, uh, there's this little elliptical thing you can put under your desk and it's really expensive. It's like 300 bucks and it's called, I think the, the Golby or something like that. And I'm like, okay, are you really burning any calories? Is this really worth it? Would it work under my desk? And every video I saw, every person got it for free and not a single person said a single negative thing about it. And I didn't believe anything that yeah. any of them said. If they if they had said, well, it's, you know, occasionally squeaks or something, everything was like, this is the best thing ever. And I'm like, ah, so that's my whole thing. You also have to realize that no matter what you say, the minute you say, I got this for free or I got paid for this, some people are just not going to believe you. I, I run into that with, uh, I, I did an, um, a video on anchor and I just tried to, here's, here's facts. This happens, this happens, this happens, this happens, this happens. I work for Libsyn and I I understand that a lot of you are just going to blow this off, but these are all things I did. And this is what happens. And I try to back it up with facts and I still have people like, Oh, of course you say that you work for Libsyn. I'm like, "Eh, all right. So that's, that's the way it works. So I always try to do that. I always try to um, like with this, I just discovered last night, this make me a coffee or buy me a coffee or whatever. And so I might in the future make like a blog post or something like this and say, here's, here's the fees with uh, Anchor. In fact, I did this with, um, with Glow. I, I went and did the math and figured out that the only time Glow takes less money or less percentage is when you pay $13 or more. Because otherwise, Patreon, actually, you end up getting more money. And that was just a way, because I thought about that. I was like, well, I, I kind of feel bad that I found this because she was nice enough to come on my show and I was using the product and it was seemed okay. You know, and I was like, I hate to say negative things about her. And I'm like, but on the other hand, I can look at this and go, well, that's not really my opinion. That's, that's a fact. That's just good old fashioned math. And from there, I kind of take that as my, I guess my out in a way, if somebody gets upset with me, I'm like, look, I'm just stating a fact. So 
that's how I handle it. How uh, have you had any troubles with this in the in the past? Or I haven't had troubles, um, but it has been. I, I think a lot of people have been very kind in pointing out some of the things. I like recently with the podcasting deals stuff. I started a, yeah. a Facebook group for that, and someone posted a comment saying, "Are these all affiliate links?" And I had that in the Facebook description. Yeah. But that's when I started a conversation with, I think that person or someone else also talked with Gordon Firemark and really learned. And, and the FTC, by the way, has a fantastic page, a Q&A page that covers things in plain English. It answers a lot of the questions that we might have. So that's when I learned things like having the note at the bottom of the screen, at the bottom of your page or sidebar or something like that. That's not really good enough. People need to see either beforehand or in the immediate context of any kind of affiliate link or anything that you profit from that's not your own product. They need to see that you're disclosing that you earn a commission from that. And I think that is a good practice. When I've started implementing these things, like I went through my gear pages and now at the top of every page, it says um, one of my little FTC disclosure statements that I earn commissions from the following links. So you see that text first. So then you can know, all right, if I scroll down, any link could potentially um, earn him a commission. And putting that stuff in, it's a, a mix of emotions for me that in one way I feel like, oh, this is just like crowding it. It makes it seem like I'm doing this only for money. But then at the same time, there's this other aspect where I recognize, all right, I'm in compliance with the FTC. I don't have to worry about getting in trouble anymore. This feels great. Yeah. Well, the other thing, because I've run into that with, um, and and I always know your posts have so much detail in them, and, and you've really done a lot of research. So you save these people time. And so I know when I first got into just the internet, anytime I was trying to sell something, I always pictured like, a used car salesman, this pushy sales guy that's, you know, trying to get people to buy their stuff. And there was a book by Zig Ziglar and he said, if your product is truly going to help somebody, you're then don't feel you're not really selling them. You're just pointing them to something that can, you know, benefit their life. So in your case, you know, you've got these gear guides and all these other, I mean, you've done all the work of finding the best deal on this stuff. So, you know, yeah, it has an FTC disclaimer, but on the other hand, you've saved people a lot of work of, where should I go to B&A? Should I go to Amazon? Should I go to wherever? And you're like, hey, this is, uh, you know, the Samsung Q2U is normally, you know, $70. It's on sale for 40. You know, they wouldn't have known that except you've done the work. So, you know, you've, you've done the work. So I, I wouldn't feel bad about having a disclaimer at the top. They, they're they still getting great content. Yeah. And one of those things that I try to do now, in addition to like being objectively critical whenever I'm reviewing a product and sometimes almost looking for something to criticize so that people can know I'm not just all big fan about this. But answering the question, would I buy this? Mm. Regardless of how I acquired it, whether it's on loan, it was given to me for free, anything like that. Would I use my own money to buy this? And I put my money where my mouth was when the Mix Pre 6 came out. I said in that video, if they had these certain features then it would be a shut up and take my money kind of situation. Right. They put those features in. So <laughs> I went out, I bought a Mix Pre 6. Yeah. And then a few months later, the Roadcaster Pro came out. Yeah. And now I'm all on the Roadcaster Pro. I still think the Mix Pre 6 is great for portability. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, answering that question, I think, helps clarify that. Would I spend my own money on this? Yeah, that's really it. And I'm in the same boat. I've done the, the, you know, I, I got the roadcaster sitting here for free and, you know, I, maybe I should here have $600 just so I feel better. I don't know. But uh, on the other hand, I don't know. I like having $600 in my bank account. And, and on the other hand, again, this is where you go. Um, there's a couple things about the roadcaster. Number one, I've helped them sell many units. I know because people are using my affiliate link. So I see that. So they've definitely got, they've been paid in exposure. The other thing I've found with reviews is I remember when the Roadcaster first came out and it was myself and Jim Harold, and I forget who else had one. And we all said, Hey, this is what we like about it. This is what we wish. Cause when it first came out, there were some things where like, Hey, it doesn't do this. It doesn't do that. But I said, it is pretty cool. And I had a client of mine who had a, 
uh, Zoom H6, and I forget a bunch of other stuff. He really didn't need the Roadcaster. And I go, why, why did you buy this? And he goes, oh, you said it was cool. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, yeah, it is. But and, and so now I, I need to start saying, you know, this is who this is designed for. And if you have this, you know, because I I'm, I don't think about that. But this guy ended up, I said, if you want, you know, I would send one mm-hmm. of these two back because you, you don't need them both. And so I, I, that's something I'm now conscious of. It's like, this is who this is designed for. And if you have this and that, then, you know, you don't really need this. It already does that. It just takes up more room when you have a Zoom H6 and a headphone amplifier and, you know, uh, uh, an iPad for jingles and things like that. So that was one that I was like, oh, I, I didn't realize people were actually listening to me. So that was uh, kind of spooky. With great audience comes great responsibility. <laughs> By the way, last thing I'll say, I love your new logo for School of Podcasting. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it's actually not orange. Um, it's actually, yeah, oh, you'll see it in the upper right-hand corner. That's the actual color it's supposed to be. Uh, but on my TV, it's it's orange because I've tried with the the color adjustments on my TV. It just... It's orange. So, yeah, I'm uh, hopefully by the end of the weekend, I'm going to kind of swap over the school of podcasting website right now. It's it's much more focused on being a podcast that has a business. And I want to swap that and and make it more about signing up for the school of podcasting. And in the the upper right hand corner, you can see my podcast episodes. So I've just uh, it's it's funny because I am doing you, you can't coach yourself. Like I have a client right now that's doing everything but recording episode one. Like they've done three trailers. They have like three different versions of the artwork. And I'm like, how's episode one doing? He's like, ah, I'm getting around to it. And so I, I've done all this research and I'm playing with themes and things like that. But and I know exactly what I want to put on the page, but it's the problem of once I swap, swap it, I'm people are going to come over and look at it and then judge it and go, oh, you should have done this or should have done that. And I'm like, I just, I know what's going on in my head. I just need to, uh, to do it. So it's funny when you uh physician heal thyself or however that saying goes. But uh so but yeah, thank you. It's uh that's Mark DeCotes. I, I always say his last name wrong. It's there's a silent S. How do you have a silent S? Mark DeCote at uh podcastbranding.co. Yeah, see it's orange on the TV. It's supposed to be that yellow in the upper right hand corner above uh Daniel. And I've I don't know if it's if it's the camera setting, um, which might be because that's probably what it is. I usually, because I'm so like Casper looks at me and goes, man, you are white. So I probably have the color settings on the camera set to make me have a little bit of a, a color in my skin, which probably then turns everything orange on the screen or something. like that. So, yeah. And I've noticed some cameras uh, expose color differently. Like I've got in my background, these blue LEDs, yeah. which my Logitech C920 exposes beautifully. Right. They, they look the color they're supposed to. But my DSLR, Canon T4i, that I've shot videos with for years, with the same color LEDs in the background, that camera exposes those colors more purple. And I think it's about not the color balance of the camera, but I think more about the, 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 um, I almost said inaudible. What's the, the, the non-visible spectrum of light? I think that's what, like the DSLR is capturing more of the non-visible spectrum of light. And therefore, that's why it's exposing my blue lights as purple. And, and so I have to change it for whenever I'm doing DSLR video. Interesting. The joys of uh, video and lighting and all that other fun stuff. It's always one little thing can kind of mess things up. So well, awesome. thanks for the chat. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yep. But uh, coming up, I mentioned I am interviewing uh, good old Eric Newsom. And one of the things I'm, I'm doing, going to ask him is in his book, he says, when you bring somebody on, what's the one thing that only they can answer? Like, why are you bringing that person on? So I'm going to ask him. I'm like, it seems like all the serials and the uh, megaphone and all the big networks and the NPRs and the WNYC, they all know each other. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to promote this new show about true crime, whatever that do the thing and blah, blah, blah. Oh yeah. I know Casey back from the WNYC days. And I'm like, how do you get into that circle? Like, it just seems like, how did you get into NPR? What's your, your, your story on that? So I thought about that. Give us the inside of uh, NPR. But so that's going to be on Monday show on the school of podcasting. I do want to say thanks again to the chat room. 
want to thank, uh, oh, I guess, uh, Binky, thanks for uh, sticking around. Hey, man, it was great. I want to, can I play another fart? Seriously, enough. Come on, man, these are great. Come on. Anyway, um, and uh, he'll be around for the post show, unfortunately. Thanks to the chat room. Jim will be back next week, and then I'll, we'll have to figure out what my schedule is because I know February 8th, let's see, what is the Saturday in February? Yeah, February 8th, I will be in San Francisco. Uh, so there won't be a show that week, but uh, we'll figure it out. We'll post the schedule and let everybody know when to be here and when not to be here because I'm traveling a lot in uh, February. I'll be at Podcast Evolutions. I'll be at the Spark Christian Conference. And I think shortly after that, by the time those are over, it's time for PodFest. So lots of uh, events coming up here. So if you're scattered amongst the country, uh, check those out. You can always go to podcastingevents.net. But stick around for some post show. Mm-hmm.